Hi, welcome to the Big Commerce Podcast. Hello, welcome to a brand new episode of the Big Commerce Podcast. I'm your host, Luigi, and today I'm joined by Nicole Kiernan from Pimbly, a PIMDAM solution and workflow platform for managing product data and digital assets. Nicole and I sat down to talk about how you can optimize your B2B stack uh, using solutions such as Pimbly and revolu- revolutionize your uh, e-commerce business um, with all the benefits and features that come out of the box. I hope you enjoy the show. Hi, Nicole. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Luigi. Thanks so much for having me. How are you doing? Doing well. How about yourself? Not too bad. You looking forward to the partner event in Austin this next week? Yeah, I'm super excited. I'm flying out in a couple of days. I'll be there for three nights uh, down in Austin and looking forward to it. You know, it's going to be 100 plus degrees, so I'm not excited about that. But yeah, I went last year for the first time and it was excellent. So I'm really excited to catch back up at current partners, meet some new ones and spend some time in Austin. And uh, Pimberley's grown since you were last at uh, the partner event last year. You've mm-hmm. had a really busy 12 months. Yeah, super busy. So Pimberley, as you know, we were a UK-based company, but came over to the US about 16, 17 months ago. I was one of the first US hires. And in the past year, we've been hitting the road pretty much every four to six weeks, going to various events in the B2B space, in the retail space, some kind of niche association type spaces as well. And then last year, I got to go to the big commerce event and I was one of three employees at the time uh, in the US. And now we're getting up to seven that sit here. So it's we've grown a lot and it's been a really great year. Great to hear. It was good mm-hmm. to hear. So if people haven't heard um, about Pimberley or obviously Unicol, why don't you give us a brief introduction um, yeah. about yourself and the company? Perfect. So yeah, so I'm Nicole. I'm the Senior Manager of Partnerships and Events at Pimberley. And for people who don't know, so Pimberley, we are a PIM, uh, it's a Product Information Management, and we're also a DAM, a Digital Asset Management. And we also have a really great workflow platform for all your product data and digital assets. Pimberley is really designed to handle unlimited amount of SKUs, data feeds, and channels for leading brands and businesses. And with our centralized hub, or what we like to call the golden record of product information, we enable retailers and manufacturers to leverage their product information to successfully sell at B2B. Excellent. And, and obviously over the kind of, um, I think we've worked with you for five years here in the UK. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of we've seen the the, the product evolve, um, well, a lot in the last couple of years as well. But I've always been a fan of um, Pimbly and, and kind of PIMS because it's just such a, a way of maintaining good product data governance. Mm-hmm. And what I specifically, um, what I like about Pimberley is that you, in essence, you kind of build it around the client requirements. It's not something that's kind of taken off the shelf and then it's like plugged into an e-com platform and off you go. Um, it is understanding, right, what are your needs and what requirements and we're going to build our PIM solution around what you need it to do. Yeah, couldn't have said it better myself. So each Pimberley instance is bespoke. What's unique about Pimberley is we'll do all of our own implementations um, so when a customer is working with Pimberley, they're only ever working with Pimberley. And that really allows us to understand what their pain points are. How can we you know, best suit our customers and give them the best experience? So when we're kind of talking about um, having to only work with, I guess, a, a select or at least a manageable uh, number of uh, platforms in a tech stack, 
specifically around B2B. So we do a lot of B2B. Historically, I think, um, you know, B2B has struggled on the product data side just because of the sheer amount of SKUs and the amount of data. There's still merchants that use CSVs um, and find, you know, uh, uh, SQL databases. But the great thing about centralizing that all within a PIM and, and like a PIM dam solution is that you're still able to kind of have a fairly fluid and um I, I guess comprehensive tech stack without having to juggle four or five or six different systems that actually can be consolidated into into a single solution like um like ping so in terms of integrating um the tech stack for um for a merchant how can what are the benefits that um, a merchant gains from working with hypothetically an example Kalashok and and Pimbley for their for their website? Yeah, or okay. actually for their operations. Sorry, I shouldn't I shouldn't just narrow it down to, to website, but actually their e-commerce operation. Yeah, um, great question. And I think one thing that people think about is what to purchase. But I think what's really underutilized is what not to purchase. So working with someone like yourselves, be, having there's so many options out there right now and there's so many PIMs and so many different, even, you know, e-commerce platforms to work on and backend systems that it could be really overwhelming. So having someone like Kalashak who knows the customer and like, what can they, what should they be purchasing and what shouldn't they purchase at this time? Um, and what team member really does need to be involved, right? I think that's really important as well. And in addition, you know, someone like Kalashak, they'll walk you through the process of buying to consider how are you going to conduct business as usual while these integrations are being put into place, making things much easier for the merchants and their customers as well? You're, you're kind of so true in terms of kind of what not to buy. So we had um, Inventory Planner on um, about, about a month ago, and it was exactly that, which has kind of you know been able to manage um, inventory better to obviously you know have benefits such as increasing cash flow and so on. But actually, if you then break it down even further around kind of what not to buy um, and how to, I guess, run your business more efficiently. Again, if we're talking specifically around B2B, which has a traditionally a much higher number of SKUs than a B2C business, that's never been more important. And it's quite easy for products to just get forgotten. Um, and if you're looking at, you know, s- solutions that, that come into a tech stack, the great thing of having something like a PIM in place is that you have that elements of governance, those checks and balances. So making sure that, right, you've got, I don't know, 20,000 SKUs in your database and you actually can get quality um, mm-hmm. uh, kind of reports to say, right, on, you know, maybe 37% of your products, you've got, you know, more than 95% of that data filled in. Because one of the reasons why your products may not sell is because actually they don't have enough information to allow the customer to make an informed decision. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can only do so much with a spreadsheet. You can find those gaps, but actually, the information that a system like Pimbley can give you, um, in terms of making sure that your product data is a present, fundamentally, and b in 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 a format that is uh, that is uh, displayed properly on on a website, which allows people to make those decisions, is is super important because otherwise, you kind of just you know you're leaving those products to to gather dust on the shelf because you're not investing the time or the money in, in, in terms of a, of a PIM to actually get those products off the shelf and into, um, you know, onto a truck and, and onto the, onto the customer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And with Pimberly, we have something unique called the vendor portal. So this is really great for B2B distributors and wholesalers. Basically what it is, is that 
any of your suppliers or your vendors can get a light version of Pimberly. So they can go right into the PIM and upload their catalog themselves. So then that just will flow right into the kind of master and then go right out to wherever you're selling those products. So we recently launched it this year. We have a couple of customers onboarding right now. I think it's really going to be a game changer. That way the customer can have their vendors take responsibility of that. If there's any missing data, like you were saying, they can you know get a notification to fill it in. That way that when at the end, when they're being sold, that information is there already. And then it kind of gives them a little bit of lift of the customer. Also within Pimberly, we can do like a, a best, better, good type scenario as well. So if you have, you get a product from multiple vendors and you know, vendor A typically has the best information, but if something is missing and you get an alert that you're missing some key information, then you can kind of have, right, then go to vendor B and then go to vendor C as well. So there's a few different ways for that data governance. So we know that you're getting all that information. So your products can be found wherever you're selling them. Staying on the conversation on the on the topic of of B two B and putting together kind of a like an optimum tech stack, what would be the the solutions that you would say mm-hmm. are essential for a successful B two B business to have in today's um, e commerce uh, market? Yeah, great question. So I'd say that you know there are many that you can use to enhance your tech stack, but in terms of essential, like a few come to mind. The first, of course, being a PIM. So I'm going to say that number one. But really, you know, having a PIM really will revolutionize the way that you manage your product data. The second one, I would say, is an inventory manager. So you kind of brought up inventory planner earlier in our conversation. Because you know, picture a world where you have all the right stock levels. You don't have to guess how much you're going to need. You can manually calculate your forecast, estimate how much safety stock you might need in the warehouse, and make sure your forecast isn't too low and you're not wasting money or you know selling out. The third one I would say would be product discovery. So I think one of the negatives about selling online is that you don't have that it someone in store kind of guiding you as well, right? So if you're looking online, you can't you're looking in a store, say you can't find a product. Someone's there, a sales associate, maybe they're there to help you locate that product physically, or if it's not in stock, they can give you alternatives. I think that gets kind of lost sometimes when you're selling online. So having a product discovery will really give you the personalization touch with merchandising, give you the recommendations that you're looking for. Uh, an intuitive search, it really helps the buyers find what the product is easily and efficiently. And then you can also you know, do those upsells and cross-sells there as well. The fourth, I would say, is shipping. So really being able to streamline the back office processes of automating shipping calculations, label uh, generation, order fulfillment, reducing manual efforts, really will increase your operational efficiency. I know a lot of people, you know, shipping can be a really big pain point for many, especially if you're going international, uh, cross-border. So having a really solid shipping management would be great. And I would say lastly, like a system integrator, someone who is there to get all these, you know, different pieces working together seamlessly. I, I would say kind of what you touched on around search is is really important because the personalization of discovery kind of um, – is is important anyway because you're trying to get the customer to find the product that they want as quickly as possible but the search is super important for for another reason which is um the ability to kind of be able to display the results of of searches that maybe aren't correct so somebody um is maybe looking for brand a which you don't carry but you've got brand b which is the same and a suitable um 
equivalent then obviously you can you can run systems like that but also again if we talk about b2b with the amount of data that you've got and attributes that products have you can start searching by attributes so you're not just saying i need you know a red pencil but maybe i need a pencil or a pen that's this particular thickness or this particular type um, for this particular use and so all those additional attributes that customers will use to find the product that they need because also within b2b you tend to buy for a need not necessarily for a want Mm-hmm. Um, whereas on the B2C, you tend to buy for a, for a want rather than like a, a need. So the, the buyer has to be confident that the product that they're buying fits the requirements. And so they're going to be looking that the search is going to be slightly different because they're going to be looking at, you know, for those attributes. They're going to be, you know, making sure that it fulfills those needs rather than just a product title or maybe a color. Um, shipping again in B2B is, is so complex because you can obviously have B2B companies that sell small makeup packs and you buy a box of makeup and maybe it weighs, you know, two kilos, four pounds or four and a half pounds, whatever the equivalent is, and you can send it by by the postal service. But then again, you might be selling, you know, half a ton of, of cable and that's got to go with a particular um, carrier. It's got to go on on a particular type of, um, uh, you know, uh, you know, if, a, if you're selling foods, it's got to go, you know, in by a particular way that maybe it's got to keep them chilled and so on and so you know that from a b2b perspective i would again say is 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 important um but you're right that everything has to come because all, all that data the product discovery um the shipping all those systems sorry they feed from the data source mm-hmm. and that data source can either be an excel spreadsheet or it can be a system like pimberly like a pim that tells you you are missing this information um or you know I guess a way for somebody to be able to, to make sure that, that that information is there. It all starts from the PIM. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with the search, if you're searching by attribute, a PIM is going to hold those attributes for you. So if it exists in the PIM, you'll be able to use it for your search. Pimberly, for example, we can do hold unlimited amount of attributes. That's part of our package. So it's really great for you know B2B, especially when there's products may have tons and tons of attributes and you really want to you know research for. So having a PIM, I think, is pretty essential. So let's talk, uh, let's do a bit of a deeper dive into Pimbley because we've spoken kind of quite high level about how B2B merchants should be set up and the systems they need. Um, but t- tell us a bit more about um, kind of Pimbley and um, how does, how could Pimbley help uh, an e-commerce merchant streamline their kind of data and the data management to, to give their end user a, a better um, customer experience? Yeah, absolutely. So there's, se- there's several ways to do that. I would say the first one are siloed test environments. So, you know, when you're doing your digital transformation, you really don't want to mess with business as usual, right? Like you don't want any sort of downtime that can lead, you know, lead to revenue losses and things like that. So since you can't pause your commerce just to bring on a new technology, it would render the purchase counterproductive. So choosing technologies like Pimberly that offer silo test environments where you can experiment at zero cost to your business before implementation, I think is key. Um, so our PIM DAM offers that feature uh, when brought into any tech stack. Another one would be you know, superior online experiences. So using a PIM in unison with a DX for your, for your instance will make you stand out from the crowd. If you practice headless commerce and utilize the best in class for each facet of your business, You'll have an unprecedented flexibility in not only what you present to potential customers, but how it's presented as well. 
And, you know, with these streamlined processes, when you're integrating your tech stack, you enable your team to focus more time and resources on wider business objectives. These objectives include increasing revenue, ensuring compliance and accuracy of your product data across all your channels, no matter how complex they are. And I think that's a very kind of un, like underutilized part of the PIM is that with Pimberly, you're freeing up about 80% of what's done manually is now automated. So instead of having a, a marketer who went to college you know, or university to, be, to do marketing, to, to be creative, instead of them sitting there and kind of just looking at spreadsheets and changing file typing, naming conventions to go on your Amazon channel or your eBay channel, that's all freed up for them. They just have to go in, maybe take a check, make sure everything looks, looks good to go. But they're not sitting there in spreadsheets all day long. They're really freeing up their time to do what they are passionate about. And we'll say that client uh, uh, employee retention goes up because they're not unhappy with their day-to-day work. So I would say that's a really kind of focus um, when you're using a PIM is that about 80% of what your team is going to be doing manually is now automated. And again, I'm kind of I'm having another conversation around bringing efficiencies into the e-commerce operation um, through technology, and it seems to be kind of a, a recurring theme. And in today's e-commerce um, kind of environment, where margins are under pressure and costs are going up, I think those efficiencies have never been more uh, mm-hmm. more important. Um, let's talk about um, kind of how then we can how a merchant can start taking advantage further of those um, of those efficiencies so uh, we spoke about kind of you know eliminating spreadsheets um, they're still even today I kind of speak to merchants that run their um, inventory and, and various systems off spreadsheets which apart from the usual kind of risks of you know manual uh, you know kind of human error or deletion and you know uh, p- potentially losing data um, it comes with with a raft of other um um, rather not using spreadsheets, sorry, comes with a raft of other um, benefits um, when you are centralizing the uh, the golden record, as you call it. So as you mentioned earlier, there's it's, it's very difficult um, for a merchant to undertake live testing without affecting their, their kind of live instance. So mm-hmm. what are the benefits of having separate test environments uh, when it comes to a B2B merchant implementing new technologies bear in mind um that we're seeing a huge growth in merchants um either moving off kind of legacy or custom e-commerce solutions or changing to kind of a SaaS based e-commerce solutions that's given a more runway for uh, for growth so uh, what are the benefits there and, and how does pimberly's pim dam um feature help the merchant to find the right um the middle ground for um you know, for their PIM without optimizing their day-to-day um, ops. Right. So as I mentioned earlier, you know, Pimberly allows those silo test environments. So having that you know dedicated test environment provides the opportunity to check for product information quality without interfering with workflows because of their overall customer experience. So as a result, you can streamline your product information, reduce errors, improve efficiency without interfering with your day-to-day uh, business. And then, you know, with the PIM, um, since you're optimizing your product data, you're you're automating that time-consuming steps, getting new getting new products to market. With Pimberly, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, we do all of our own implementations, and we'll work side by side with the customer. So we'll know we'll work with them to kind of figure out what does that look like. Each customer is different; they have you know um, different requirements, 
uh, different you know, kind of bandwidth as well. So we'll work with you side by side to make sure that we're not interfering with your day-to-day business. One of the most um, visible ways of gaining efficiency is somebody saving time. So staff, mm-hmm. I guess, working more productively or, or the output of staff um, being higher, um, you know, grown in that respect. So um, how does leveraging a PIM and, and optimizing a tech stack, again, predominantly for B2B, um, just I think given from our experience anyway, there's just a sheer number of, of products uh there's a there's a higher number of products in a b2b catalog than there is b2c and also the product data is 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 vaster from a b2b to b2c so apart from kind of the time um saving aspect how does the pim kind of help them how much maybe reach their business objectives or um data accuracy across all the different channels because it's you know again if we look at one of the benefits of PIM is that you centralize that data. So what are you centralizing it from? Because if you're only setting on one e-commerce website, you're centralizing it within your e-commerce platform. So when a merchant then is centralizing their data across marketplaces and e-commerce websites and, and so on, um, how can using a PIM help them to kind of focus and, and get clarity on, um, on, on those business objectives? Yeah. So there's a few ways. So if you're selling, you know, on an e-commerce site and a few different marketplaces, each of those marketplaces and sites are going to have different requirements. So Amazon has different, you know, requirements and eBay which is different than say selling on big commerce. So within the PIM, all you have to do is upload that product information and then we transform it on the way out. So we'll validate that and we're making sure that you're meeting the requirements that Amazon has set. So whether that be file naming conventions, how many imagery, how many how many images that you need to have, you're not being penalized by these sites because you're not meeting their requirement. So instead of having someone sit there and kind of renaming every file for the same say image, you have an image of say some some cables, and Amazon has a different naming convention for that same image, and eBay does. Instead of someone sitting there and having to rename everything manually. Within Pamberley, you set that up one time and your feed's out and we'll automatically do that for you. Something else that Pamberley does, which I think is pretty cool, and it's really great for B2B since there are so many products, is we now have a feature we call Copy AI. And it is a AI-generated product descriptions based on the attributes that you have within the PIM. So whatever you have in the PIM, the attributes you have, you want to kind of sprinkle in some of your SEO in there as well. We'll take that and we'll give you three readable product descriptions with an originality score as well and a readability score. And you can keep it as is. You can top and tail it to however you want. And that way, all your products will have nice readable product descriptions. I mean, you have tens of thousands of products. You're saving so much time and energy. Also, we allow you to have different uh, descriptions for each site. So if you want your, your big commerce site to have uh, a more fun, witty, just say description, but your Amazon, you want just bullet points and just the facts. You can have different product descriptions. We call them scopes for each of your scopes that you ha- you're selling on. So that's another way that we kind of save time and energy and just making sure that your products have the right information, the way that you want it in minutes rather than taking hours, weeks, months, however long it will take you to do all that for your tens of thousands of products you have on your B2B sites. I guess the two follow-on points from there is, first of all, kind of you're having to, if, if you don't 
utilize a system that, like a PIM that does that for you, then you're having to to replicate the data yourself and make sure that you're getting that information in. But secondly, I, and I guess more importantly, we're in a very kind of fast moving, evolving mm-hmm. uh, market with e-commerce. And so quite quickly, you're, within a reasonable amount of time, your spreadsheet could become outdated or your SQL mm-hmm. database can become outdated. And one of the great things about Pimberly is you've, you've really got your finger on a pulse in terms of your integrations. So if there are changes in the way that Amazon, you know, accepts data or needs some additional fields or so on, then, you know, it's kind of Pimberly assumes that responsibility to make sure that the fees continue. And obviously the customer then has to make the, you know, the relevant changes. But fundamentally, you're not going to have to start wondering why or figuring out why your data is not updated from the spreadsheet. Well, it's because Amazon changed their um, their taxonomy or whatever the uh, the changes are. So, and again, that feeds into the efficiency, not only, but most importantly, that you're pretty much always going to have kind of accurate and correct data because those changes that while you have to, you know, kind of physically address them by by maybe moving the data around, um, that that you know that format is being changed and the customers being made aware that they need to make some changes in the way that because uh, I know kind of traditionally Amazon has been quite difficult to integrate to especially for for PIM and um, and WMS providers so I think from that perspective it, that must save so much time for a merchant because like I said you're not having to kind of work out and then make all those different changes to your spreadsheet and you know make the changes to to the data. Pimbley will kind of, you know, help you along uh, along that journey and not just calling out Amazon, but other systems as well. Yeah, absolutely. And within Pimberly and your dashboard, each of your channels, you'll get like kind of like a pie chart and you'll see which products, where they are in that life cycle. So it's really visual for everyone to see. And if things are kind of not, are not going live, you can click into it and see why. Why are these products not being sold? Why are we getting, you know, feedback from whatever channel that, they're failing the requirement. And then you can go in yourself or the Pimberly team can help you go into the PIM and figure out why and make those changes. So then going forward, your products are being found and they're not failing the requirements because each one is so unique. Each channel is so different that having the visibility per channel is really helpful as well. Absolutely, 100%. All right. So just to summarize, uh, Nicole, kind of one of the benefits of, of a PIM and specifically also DAM, because, you know, those digital assets have to live somewhere, whether it's a Google Drive or a Dropbox folder or or a USB key, um, can ha- can come with its own uh, its own problems. You're not just benefiting from peace of mind, you're, you're benefiting from uh, uh, efficiency, but you're also benefiting, I think, and I think most importantly, that the product data is as accurate as possible feeding into those various channels. So like you said, with the dashboard, if you, if some products are not being pushed up because maybe um, something as simple as a SKU is missing or a product description or a brand, whatever the you know the, the red lines are that when Pimbley set up, um, you're visibly able to see them and action them um, rather than just kind of wandering around in circles seeing why your spreadsheet with, you know, thousands of lines um, isn't working and what the problem is. And it's also SaaS, SaaS so it's cloud-based Pimbly. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's not that the merchant has to take on the responsibility of looking after servers. Um, but also the fact that um, Pimbly is investing in, in the APIs and now you're um, also members of the Mac Alliance shows that you're kind of future-proofing that platform and making it really relevant for today's merchant that are looking for that kind of headless composable um, tech stack that allows them to um, to really thrive in in today's market. So congratulations, first of all, on getting into the Mac Alliance. 
Thank um, you. Which I think is 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 a great um, is a great achievement. But I also think kind of you know it's it is future proofing your business and saying right you know we've because what doesn't change is that we all still have the same twenty four hours a day. Mm-hmm. And you know, do you really want your people spending those you know how many hours a day or a week going through spreadsheets or your SQL database uh, or whatever it is, or do you want to kind of employ a system that's going to help you, that's going to start kind of you know pushing you to to create better product data that then translates to the fact that it's going to be more searchable, it's going to be found more, and fundamentally it's going to be purchased more because um, you know the customer is able to make an informed decision. Uh, rather than just not really have the confidence whether that product's the right fit for them or not. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So Verena likes me to ask um, if there's mm-hmm. a book or podcast that you're either reading or listening to at the moment, and if so, what uh, what is the said book or podcast? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, so she said that over. So I recently came across a podcast called Oopsie, um, and the premise of the podcast is kind of those sharing those kind of oh, crap moments that, everybody has. So they really focus on leaders in the D to C space uh, who work for different various brands and they share their kind of moments of like, Oh crap. And what I really like about the podcast is that it really humanizes everyone, no matter how successful you are in business. We all have those moments where we sent that email. We probably wish we could take back or said something to the wrong person or even called someone the wrong name. And it's really about just kind of laughing it off and learning from it. Um, I will say the podcast, it is, has a little explicit language. So if you're, that's not your cup of tea, then I wouldn't listen to it. But I think it's great. It's super light. They're short episodes. So when I'm on the train heading into the city, I listen to one or two. And I think it's a great way to start my day. The Oopsie podcast. We'll link to it in the show notes. And the reason why I mentioned Varane is because I'm trying to get her onto the podcast. And she keeps ah. saying no. So I kind of think, so anyone that's listening, if, you, if you're if you on LinkedIn and you want to get Verena on a podcast, just tag her in a post because I'm determined. She's such a gifted content writer and, and marketer. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm desperate trying to get her on onto the podcast. Um, oh, she has to. Yes. I think we have to start a campaign. So um, anyway, but the Oopsie podcast, we'll link to it in the show notes. Um, and uh, maybe I'll, uh, I'll also have a... Uh, have a listen next time I'm out and about. So, um, well, Nicole, thank you very much for taking the time to, to talk to me and educating our listeners around not just PIM and Dan, but actually all the, and not just about the product itself, but actually how how they will benefit and how it will help them um, grow and achieve their business objectives. Um, if people want to get in touch with you or learn more about the product, what should they do? Yeah, so they can reach out to me. Uh, if you want, you can put my email in the show notes and my LinkedIn as well. And then you head right over to the Pimberley site. We have a calendar there. If you want to learn some more information, you can book a demo with one of our amazing pre-sales consultants and they can walk you through the platform. Cool. Yeah, we'll definitely link to uh, LinkedIn um, and um, and link to the Pimberley.com website. Uh, well, again, thank you very much for coming to the show and I look forward to catching up with you again. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. Brilliant. Have a good time in Austin. Thanks so much. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Big Commerce Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. And if you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Instagram at the Podcast and also on LinkedIn. Alternatively, you can catch up on all older episodes on our website at thebig.commercepodcast.fm. If you've got ideas for any episodes, please reach out to us, info at thebig.commercepodcast.fm. Thank you for listening.